Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, what are you doing here? From the streets of Union City to your nighttime radio, Steve Travelly keeps you in the Jersey no. Seven till eleven, live local and live. Steve Travelis, Sunday Jersey, one hundred one point five. Weekday night, Steve's live local and live. Call him at one eight hundred two eight three one hundred one point five. Thank you, Mike Rocket, and welcome to Monday night in New Jersey. Only six days before the Super Bowl. Hanging out till 11 o'clock tonight, it's you and me talking all things Jersey because that's what we do. So much to talk about as well at 1-800-283-101.5. What an incredible weekend. Uh, If you went to the Pizza Bowl up in uh, the Meadowlands, I know what a great time you had. You want to call and talk about it. I'd love to hear it. Oh, my God, we want to congratulate uh, Coniglio's up in... um, uh, Carl Stad, we want to, uh, for the winner of the Pizza Bowl trophy. And uh, we also want to congratulate Pizza More. Can he goes in Morristown? Pizza More in Carlstadt. What incredible food. I mean, we went there nonstop eating. So many people to hang out with. Highlight of the day uh, Eddie Brigatti of the Young Rascals, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Eddie Brigatti. Shows up, he's a judge, and he starts singing with the band Aloha Monkey. Uh, they did Joyzy Pizza Joints, and Eddie and the band sang Groovin'. They sang Good Lovin', and uh, people, people were choking up just watching it. It was amazing. Uh, Jack Cittarelli was there. He ran for governor. I got to catch up with him and spoke to him a little bit. I got some sound for you to play. A good time was had by all. Was it 800 pizza, pizzerias entered this thing? And uh, Stephen Baker, the touchdown maker, presented the trophy. It was just packed with people and so much love in the room. You know, you put pizza, meatballs, homemade mozzarella. I got a guy who sings uh, a mozzarella song, the man who makes the mozzarella, Billy Pompeo, singing about it. I got that coming up for you as well. All right, so uh, starting things off, speaking of uh, Jack Cittarelli, who, of course, ran for governor against Murphy, almost beat him, uh, when Governor Christie would come on New Jersey 101.5, he came on New Jersey 101.5, which meant he was going to get asked the tough questions, which meant he's coming on a station that's all about opinion. There's a difference between giving opinion on the news and then there's the people who report the news. So Murphy doesn't do ask the governor with New Jersey 101.5. He goes to News 12. They report the news. It's their job. We opinionate. We opine the news, if you will. Uh... So when Governor Murphy went on News 12 and was asked about the uh, spending of the COVID relief money to buy vehicles uh, for himself, the lieutenant governor, eight SUVs, a custom fleet, even though he's got a, a driver, you know, he's got a detail to take him wherever he wants to go. His response, it is what it is. It is what it is. This is something that Senator Mike Testa calls despicable. Uh, but the idea that, okay, Governor, you're, you're a multimillionaire. And we were given COVID relief money. You know, we were given 
COVID relief money to spend on people affected by COVID. What did you do with the money? You bought SUVs. $522,783 in COVID relief money to buy eight Chevy Suburban SUVs. The Transport Murphy, Lieutenant Governor Sheila Oliver, and other state officials. The justification used for the expenditure was that these officials provide leadership and lend support to the state's COVID-19 relief efforts, to which I call BS. You know, it's enough to make you want to say, This town needs an enema. But I caught up. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. Uh, Asbury Park's own Jack Nicholson there. Uh, so at the pizza ball, I ran into a gubernatorial candidate from the last election, uh, Jack Chitterelli. And you got to excuse this. We caught, you know, we got to do this outside. It's the wind is whistling. It's freezing cold. And I asked him this. Use federal COVID relief money to buy a fleet of SUVs to drive him and his cabinet around. People of Ernst, New Jersey are furious about that, as they should be. That money should be invested in our nursing homes, in um, on Main Street, and in our schools. Those were the consequences of his decision. That's where that federal COVID relief money should be spent, not on a fleet of SUVs. You're going to be running in 2025. That is the plan. What will you do different to win this time? We're going to work harder to win. We know where we need to be a little bit better, and of course that includes the vote-by-mail effort. We had too many Republicans stay home in the last election. I'm guaranteeing that's not going to happen next time around. All right. As far as the COVID relief money goes, it's like last week when it happened, they said, you know, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about the response to that? You know, just the idea, screw you. It is what it is. What do you want from me? As opposed to any kind of an explanation or rationalization. The government gave him relief money, federal relief money to use for the COVID victims. And they went out and bought their own SUVs. How does that happen? And, and again, how do you feel about that? But how do you feel about the response? Because if it is what it is, it's going to be the response for everything he does. How does that make you feel? 1-800-283-101.5. Does he have to account to us for anything? Any kind of an explanation? Does anything, does anything about how we would feel? Bother this man, worry this man, could he give could he give a damn? I had no choice, uh, Murphy said during his TV appearance, explained the use of the federal money meant for the New Jersey tax dollars could be used for other necessities. Pressed further, he bristled and replied, Let's put it this way. I don't think it's illegitimate. Yeah. Screw you. I don't think it's illegitimate. Well, who the hell are you? He's the governor of New Jersey. And he gets to do with the money whatever he pleases. And if that means buying cars for himself and, uh, you know, the people around him, then that's what he does. My question to you, how do you feel about the reaction? How do you feel about the cars? But how do you feel about the reaction? And if your family was affected by COVID and you're not getting any relief, how do you feel about the reaction? 1-800-283-101.5. Very simply, you know what? If taxes are your thing, New Jersey may not be for you. Here's another T-shirt. It is what it is, right? That should be the the election. He's not going to run for re-election. Phil Murphy, it is what it is.
1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis, your thoughts. Do you know how much you can get for your home? Robert Dukansky of Remax First Advantage has buyers lined up, but you can get your home sold fast and for the most money than you thought possible. Jennifer was relocating for work, needed to sell her Branchburg home quickly. With help from Rob's team and their top-tier marketing strategies, the home was sold after only 11 days on the market. 11 showings. How about that? Multiple offers. $510,000. That was $35,000 over the list price. Jennifer could start her next chapter without worrying about an empty home back in Branchburg. Robert Dukansky of Remax First Advantage has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. Call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com. Or Google RobSellsNJ. And then start packing as fast traffic. Some good news. Weather brought to you by Pajamagram. A Valentine's gift is more alluring than lingerie. It's Pajamagram. Naturally nude pajamas by Pajamagram. They're sensuous and soft. They look just as seductive as they feel. Order naturally made nude pajamas today at pajamagram.com. That's my sexy Bill Spadia voice. What do you think? All right. All right, Governor Murphy. Why are you spending so much of the COVID relief money on SUVs? It is what it is. Oh, okay. Why don't you say so? Sorry to ask. I didn't mean to interrupt you or anything. You know, bother you with such a question. Uh, it was given because uh, the reason the uh, the reason was because um, the people that got them, Lieutenant Governor Shield, Oliver, etc. These officials provide leadership and lend support to the state's COVID nineteen recovery efforts, not the healthcare workers. This is a job for Lieutenant Sheila Oliver. She gets an SUV. It's, it's almost like he's Governor Oprah. You get a car, and you get a car, and you get a car. John's in Cinnaminson under Jersey 101.5. Hey, John. How you doing, pal? I'm pretty good. I'm a little torqued up about this topic, to be honest with you. I'm glad you brought it up. Go ahead. That's why we're here for John. So what I don't understand is, uh, you know, the, the local fire department's and, uh, you know, EMS workers and so on and so forth, we all had to go and apply through an application to get a part of this money to, to reimburse us for anything we did. Really? And you, have to think, you have to think about this. Yeah, I mean, it, these large departments, they got, what, $20,000? That doesn't account for all the time that we spent out there risking our lives and, and our health for these people. This is insane. But you know what? Were you providing the leadership that Lieutenant Governor Sheila Oliver and the other state officials were? Seriously, all you're doing is out there saving lives and dealing with this crap, not not you know providing the leadership, the kind that gets you a car. These these, these idiots that run this this state, and I'm calling them idiots. That's that's being healthy here. I, I could use some other terms, but these these people have no business running this state, telling us they need an SUV. I mean. I can't put gear on the fireman's back, but, you know, they need an SUV. That's crazy. They're not idiots. They're very calculated. They're very smart, and they're able to pull this off. themselves is what they are. And they look you in the eye and say, John, it is what it is. Yeah, it's it's insane. They, they, don't, give, they don't give two hoots about us. All they, uh, all they can think about is spending that money on themselves and their buddies, their families. Absolutely. Each other. John, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Let's go to uh, Gary's in Colts Neck on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Gary. Steve, good evening. Good evening, Gary. How are you? 
I, I, I tell you what, I, I love listening to you. You're doing a great job, just so you know that. You know that, obviously. Gary, take your time. As much time as you need, Gary, please. <laughs> More. No, no rush. So, listen, uh, you know, getting back to Murphy, I don't know the man, but I do respect him for one thing, even though I never voted for him twice. Right. When he said to the Jerseyans, I'm going to raise your taxes, okay? And this guy gets in the first time. I believe the second time with Jack Cittarelli, if I'm not mistaken, that was fixed because Bergen County, the polls went down because I grew up in that area. And all I know is, is that he ends up winning. And here's the other thing. Christmas miracle, Gary. Christmas miracle. You know, just, just like Biden. It's a Christmas miracle. And Biden went to school with Santa Claus. It's crazy. So here's the other thing. I believe he's worth $100 million. God bless people. I, I, exactly. You know what? Things happen. No problem. But can you at least fix your damn teeth? Oh, leave his teeth alone. Come on. He's, he's driving. You know what? You can't see because the, the SUV's got tinted windows. Don't worry about it. He fixed, it. he fixed his hair, Gary. Come on. He fixed his hair. Thank God we didn't pay for that uh, that windblown look that's going on over there. <laughs> You ever see the guy? I do like I do the comedy clubs, you know, and you see the guys with the toupees and the bad hair and the plugs and all that. Not that he does. I don't know what that is. Uh, another, again, it's a Christmas miracle. Let's get to Ed in Somerville on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Ed. Hey, Steve. How are you doing? I'm good, Ed. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Uh, you know, I had a question about those SUVs that he went out and purchased. Right. Were they at least EV vehicles? Electric vehicles? I don't know. They're Chevy. They're Chevy Suburban SUVs. I don't know. I think it would say if they were EVs. So I don't think so. Does Chevy make a Suburban EV? I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure, but I would think that the governor would have made it a point to purchase. SUVs that were EVs. So do you know how much... Well, well, wait a minute. Let's think about this. If he spent... I got to say no, because if he spent 522000 on eight vehicles, what would that be per vehicle? Right? Eight into 570000 No, I don't think they're electric. They'd have to be more than that. Yeah, he could have gotten a rebate from the Fed. No, I think he's taking enough from the Fed. I need to call this from the Fed. All right. Thanks, Ed, for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Bob is on Route 1 on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Bob. Hi. I think you could have spent the money better on uh, hiring uh, competent people. Look at unemployment. I called first thing this morning. Mm-hmm. First thing, when they first opened, within two minutes, all uh, agents are busy and Please call tomorrow, uh, next business day. He hires all these diversified people, and not one of them are competent. Well, it's not about, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't paint the brush like that. People, again, Bob, people are people. It doesn't matter diversified or not. People are people. You can have incompetent people and competent people in every, every race everywhere. It's not about that. What it's about is, if he's got all these unemployed people, he should have hired one. It'd be better if he hired one of them to drive him than to spend all this money, our money, on a freaking car, you know? For, for not only him, but seven other people as well who he thinks are, you know, helping with the leadership. I'm not sure exactly what they were leading, 
Maybe we should you know, provide proof of that. But Bob, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. I want to know to 283 101.5. Three things here. Number one, we know about Governor Murphy taking the COVID relief money and buying eight Chevy Suburbans, SUVs, for himself, for the uh, lieutenant governor and other state officials. Reason being, they provide leadership and lend support to the state's COVID-19 recovery efforts. So did you do that in your job? Were you given an SUV? Uh, number one, the, the reaction to that. Number two, your thoughts on the response when asked about it by News 12, it is what it is. That's it. It is what it is. As in, uh, hand placed firmly under chin and extended forward. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and, and number three, what should he have done with the money? I think uh, he should have at least sent us a couple of pizzas. Oh, I mean, wait. that's the very least he could have done. Uh, actually, no. I, I had too much pizza this weekend. <laughs> oh, pizza out from that uh, oh, contest, right? Maybe some antacid would go. <laughs> yeah. Alka-Seltzer for everyone. There we go. 730. Now the latest. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. I hear this, and I think of, uh, I either think of uh, Seinfeld, right? King of Queens, or Stevie Wonder. Uh, but anyway, one 800 not this part, the beginning part. one 800 We talked about this last week, uh, the first part of it, you know, Governor Murphy spending COVID relief money on a fleet of SUVs from himself and his cronies. And then what we didn't touch on when asked about it by News 12, simply stating it is what it is. And then... And that was it. It is what it is. This is where he's coming with. Uh, he spent $522,783 in COVID money to buy eight Chevy Suburban SUVs to transport Murphy, Lieutenant Governor Sheila Oliver, and other state officials. Why? Because they provide leadership and lend support to the state's COVID-19 recovery experts. Uh, um, uh, efforts. This is, this is like a middle finger. You know, hey, hey, there you go, New Jersey, right? There you go, Senator Testa, Michael Testa, he calls it despicable. Uh, When pressed on the idea, I had no choice, Murphy said during his TV appearances, and explained that the use of the federal money meant New Jersey tax dollars could be used for other necessities. So in other words, I used the COVID relief money to buy the vehicles so that I could use the tax money to buy something else. Did they, does he really think we're this stupid? Oh, well, that makes sense. Okay, Mr. Governor, I got it. No problem. At least we didn't use our tax dollars to buy you a new car. You, the multimillionaire. You, who has a state you know, detail taking you anywhere you want to go. So Murphy's pressed further on this, surprisingly. Bristles. Let's put it this way. I don't think it's illegitimate. Oh, well, you don't think it's illegitimate. You know, there's a word that comes to mind, and I can't say it on the radio, and you know the letter it begins with. <laughs> Peter is in Lawrence on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Peter. Hello, Stephen. How are you? I'm good, and you? You know, I'm a COVID victim in 2020. Right. Working as a essential worker. Right. I did not receive any compensation for right. risking my life at FedEx. No car, no nothing, man. No. But the thing is, is that my mom and dad were in a nursing home from October to January before they passed away there. Right. I would go in there, take pictures, 
I would talk to the staff. That money could have been spent at the nursing homes. There's so it many could have been things. Given to the families who didn't get to say goodbye to their loved ones who passed away. Absolutely. And the thing, only thing good about my mom passing was that Sheila Tur- Shirley Turner got a proclamation and a resolution from the Senate and the Assembly mm-hmm. for how great my mother was as a restaurant owner. That's fantastic. But does it bring her back to me? No, it doesn't. But you know what? And again, why should, uh, so why should Sheila Oliver get a car? Out of this, but you know, I have I, to buy one when you, mine falls apart. Yeah, and you have to buy one. You who lost your parents, Peter. Thanks for the call to New Jersey one hundred one point five. That's the thing. Uh, you are providing re- your leadership. I'm going to go with his argument. You know, I'm going to go with his argument that they needed cars because they provide leadership and lend support to the state's recovery efforts. Why does that merit a new car? That's your job. You were elected to do the job, to run the state. Okay. It's not a, you don't get a reward. You don't get a car for doing a good job. You get it. You do a good job at work. I do a good job. When I do a good job, I get a little letter. I get a plaque. I get a picture. What do you get? Maybe a bonus, right? You know, what do you get? Well, in Jersey, the politicians get cars. The justification used for the expenditure was that these officials provide leadership and lend support to the state's COVID-19 recovery experts. Where does that get you a car? This is the problem with New Jersey. You know, we, we are the most expensive state to live in. Because we're giving cars to politicians. And the rationale is, it is what it is. And then... Uh, You press them further. Well, at least I didn't have to use the tax dollars. I used the COVID relief money. What? I wonder, has there been anything for Biden? Does Biden even know what's going on? Anybody anybody wake Biden up and tell him, hey, you know that money you gave New Jersey? They're buying cars. I wonder how that would play on a federal level. Well, no problem, because they're all in this together, I guess, right? They help each other. 1-800-283-101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. I mean, doesn't this just appall you? It's, it's one thing it appalls you that it happened, and then after getting caught on it, well, yeah, it is what it is. We got a problem, so what? Like, it's no big deal. I talked to a politician today, said the same thing. Hey, I got to bust his chops about that. It's no big deal. What do you mean it's no big deal? It's a big deal. Because we don't have any money. We're $200 billion in debt. Our politicians are buying cars to reward themselves for the great job they did. Isn't that wonderful? Did you get a car? Did you go through COVID? What did you get? If your business closed, did you get a car? No, you can't afford a car now. You had to sell your car to eat. Steve's in Monroe on New Jersey 101.5. Steve-o. Yeah, what's going man? Good evening. Good evening. I, dude, this is driving me nuts. I can't stand, and it shows just how bad the system is, all the way from the top, and as much as I love ripping New Jersey, any chance I get, but just collectively. The whole use it or lose it deal with money, why can't they just recycle it? It helps us with some kind of relief somewhere else along the line. Instead, we drop, you know, they make it seem like small numbers, 500K here, ah, 250 there, but if they add it all up, like, we can make some serious changes all the way up to a federal level. Yeah. Because they're doing this across the country. This is just New Jersey we're hearing about. This happened 
fifty times over. I don't know what the other states did, but I would love. You know what? I would love to know the president's reaction to anything at this point. I would love to know, like the White House reaction, that you guys gave COVID relief money to New Jersey and they used it to buy cars for themselves. And when asked about it, the response was, yeah, "It is what it is." Really? It, it's it's a it's a joke, and it's sitting there. And it's I'm disgusting. I, I got a great career, but same thing. You do a good job. They're like, all right, good job. Go on, do it again. Come on. Yeah. Did did anybody give you a job, a call for the great job you did, Steve? And not even they didn't even say do it well. They just said they provide leadership. Is they provide good leadership? Where the hell did he lead us? He led us into the most the most deaths per capita than any other state and country in the world. That's the, that got him a car. Imagine if he did a good job, they get a limo. Yeah, crush small business. And what do we have to show for? You couldn't even order a pizza. You're like, wait a minute. No, you know, it's it's, it's insane. And. uh you know, it just it does makes you sick to your stomach, and well, it is what it is. It is what it is, <laughs> and what it is is a car. Brought by the Council on Compulsive Gambling of New Jersey. Suffering with a gambling disorder of a loved one who is struggling? Don't waste another day. Call 800-GAMBLER now. They have representatives to assist you 24-7. Call 800-GAMBLER or visit 800GAMBLER.org. 1-800-283-101.5. All right. Governor, why did you buy eight new SUVs with the COVID relief money? It is what it is. What do you mean it is what it is? At least we didn't have to use our tax dollars for it. What? 1-800-283-101.5. That was his response. And when pushed on it, he said, I don't think it's illegitimate. As in, you got a problem with that? Well, I do. And uh, not only do I have a problem, but uh, Greg and Freehold has a problem. And when Greg and Freehold has a problem, he calls 1-800-283-101.5. What's up, pal? Hey Steve, um, I'm not surpri- I'm not surprised that Murphy is indignant about um, using COVID relief money to buy himself some cars. Politicians live to spend money in both parties, and you have to accept that that 30 to 50 percent of every dollar the government spends is stolen, right? Even you know something like the Medicare budget, something like 30 percent of the 800 billion dollars in Medicare is stolen every year, and and there's nothing we can do about it because yeah. it, it's so inefficiently done. Government is the worst at spending money, right? They're, they're singularly incapable of managing money and, and making budgets. Okay, but this so, is greed. This is selfish. This is, you know, he gets a detail. He doesn't need a car anywhere he goes. The cops, the troopers drive him around. He doesn't, and the, the lieutenant governor, she don't need a car either. And, and, and these other it's a six, you know, this is total BS. Why do they get new cars with COVID relief money? Because they can. Because no exactly, can exactly, it, exactly. It is exactly. It is, and and that's the, that's the thing that gets me about. It. He just looks into the camera. It is what it is. And then later on, right. I don't think it's illegitimate. Oh, let's let's put right. no, no. Let's put it this way. Wink. I don't think it's illegitimate. As in, I am the power, you're not. And, and that, just, that and, just gets me about this guy. Exactly, and he doesn't want to talk about it anymore. He was in charge of the money. He used it for his own fund money, and that's it. And move on to the next question, and let's raise the budget even more. You know, when he took office, the budget was $33 billion. Now it's like $54 billion and, and rising. 
And yep. spending other people's money is easy to do. It wins him points. It wins him votes. It wins him power. So, And they keep winning elections. So why should they? Well, we can't, you know, because Christmas miracles keep happening. <laughs> Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. All right. 1-800-283-101.5. We're going to take this into next hour. Heidi and Penny, I want you guys to hang out a little bit because uh, I want to give you more time, okay? Uh, basically, what's going on, you know, Governor Murphy uh, was giving COVID relief money, and he used the COVID relief money to spend uh, $522,783 to buy eight Chevy Suburban urban SUVs to transport the governor, Lieutenant Governor Sheila Oliver, other state officials. So why did he do that? Well, the justification was to they, these officials provide leadership and lend support to the state's COVID-19 recovery efforts. Senator Michael Testa called it despicable. Uh, when Murphy was questioned about it on News 12, uh, he basically said, it is what it is. And then later, I had no choice. Uh He explained that the use of the federal money meant New Jersey tax dollars could be used for other necessities, such as. We don't know. He did not say what those were. And then finally, when pushed on it even further, let's put it this way. I don't think it's illegitimate. Well, you know what I think? We're going to talk about it in the next hour. At New Jersey 101.5, every Friday is a blue Friday. Friday mornings at 835, join Bill Spadia as he honors New Jersey law enforcement. Nominate a Garden State officer who goes above and beyond the call of duty at nj1015.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Center for Natural Health and Rehabilitation, the chiropractor that's trusted by pros. Make every Friday a Blue Friday with Bill Spadia and New Jersey 101.5. WKXW Trenton, WKXW HD. Time, time is 809. Steve Trevelis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk. Oh, boy, are we going to talk. You got to read, too. Go to nj1015.com. Super Bowls this Sunday. I got the uh, New Jersey football team that Tom Brady's breaking up. Got to check it out. Pizza Bowl 3. Pizza Meatball Champions. Chosen by you, the state of New Jersey. Let's hear it for Coniglio's in Morristown. They took home the Pizza Bowl 3 trophy. Find out who won for best meatballs. And it's all on NJ1015.com. As is the story about Governor Murphy, who took the COVID relief money and spent uh, over a half a million dollars to buy eight Chevy Suburban SUVs to transport himself, Lieutenant Governor Sheryl Oliver, other state officials all around the state. They get details. They bought themselves cars. Uh, Why? Because these officials provide leadership and lend support to the state's COVID-19 recovery efforts. What? Senator Michael Tester, Republican from Cumberland, it's despicable, uh, doing his Daffy Duck impersonation. And uh, later on, Murphy, I had no choice, he says. Uh, Using the federal money meant New Jersey tax dollars could be used for other necessities. What does that even mean? Uh, Press further. Let's put it this way. I don't think it's illegitimate. Well, as Pete Townsend once said, as Roger Daltrey once saying, who the F are you? All right. Doo, 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 doo. Let's go to Penny in Mount Laurel on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Penny. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. How are you? 
Oh, we're good over here, Mount Laurel. Ah, beautiful Mount Laurel. Oh, thank you. So what's going on? Yeah, so I'm kind of hopping mad at this governor, but my question is about these Suburbans. Right. Is this like a car that they'll be able to keep for like their car, or is it a car that was bought and it's a state car that they'll be able to use and have access to? That I don't know, but it doesn't make a difference because by the time they're out of office, the cars are going to be old anyway. You know, the idea, why are we buying cars for these people? If they are keeping no. them, why should they? And then the second thing, do they even, you know, why are we spending COVID relief, relief right. money on cars? Right, right. Well, you know, when are the senators and when is somebody going to call them out on it and put them to the carpet? And uh, when is enough going to be enough with these people that vote here in New Jersey? The only way it happens is when we do it here at New Jersey 101.5 because nobody else has the Kumasi Kams to do it. And that's why they get away with it. And that's why they get away with it. And that's why when you ask him about it, he says it is what it is. Well, that's a, you know, you think he was from Jersey by saying that. I guess he's been here long enough to know because that is a, a typical Jersey response, just like Christy sitting on the beach. Yeah. Why not just give us the finger? Emergency and we weren't allowed to sit there, but it is what it is. It is what it is. And then later, let's put it this way. I don't think it's illegitimate. Well, again, who's he? Yeah. It's sad. It truly is he's sad. And again, the governor, like Dennis says. And on top of that, he gets a detail. He doesn't need a car. Anywhere he goes, they drive him around. He gets a trooper. Yeah. Well, what can we do? What can we do today? What can we do tomorrow? I don't know. All we could do is all we could do is spread the word that we know, you know. And in the next election, you know, go in a different direction. Well, hopefully, it will matter that we go in a different direction and we don't have any more Christmas miracles. Oh, look what we found. More votes. Heidi is on Route 130 on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Heidi. Hi, Steve. How are you tonight? I'm good. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing okay. Um, I could have used the car since uh, COVID relief money was spent on cars. It should have been spent on smaller businesses, and then maybe I wouldn't have been laid off. I'm driving a Honda Accord with 245,000 miles on it. I think he's Governor Oprah. You get a car, and you get a car, and you get a car, but not you. <laughs> not you, taxpayer. You don't and get no car. And I was considered an essential worker. You were an essential worker, and you're driving a car with 245,000 miles on it. Meanwhile, Murphy and the cronies, off. and you got laid off. Murphy and the cronies, new rock band, mm -hmm. got eight SUVs, and uh, he doesn't think it's illegitimate. Well, that's okay. It's up to it is yeah. it is whatever he thinks. It is what it is. It is what, what it, it is. is. You know, you idiots that elected him. Remember, it is what it is. Thanks for the call to New Jersey one hundred one point five. You never hear from anybody who voted for this guy. Uh, Don is in freehold on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Hi, Don. Hello, Steve. You're missing you're missing the po the point on this. What is the point, Don? The, the, the car is the bargains. Somebody's got to drive these things. They ain't going to drive themselves. That'll cost half a million dollars a year for every year from here on out. What do you mean? Drivers. Well, they, they get a detail, right? They got the state troopers driving them. Well, they're going to be driving them in these cars. There'll be, there'll, be, there'll be a cost there with them. I'm sure there'll be more details needed than there was in the past. Well, you know what, Don? We can't spend enough money on this governor. And even though he is a multimillionaire, we can't spend enough money on him. The long-term cost will be taxpayer dollars. That's what we're here for, Don. 
That's what we're here for. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5, 1-800-283-101.5. You know, uh, we've talked about this all last hour. And again, it's kind of like it's threefold. The first thing is, how do you feel about taking the COVID relief money and buying eight SUVs? You know, over half a million dollars in cars for the cronies. As you know, cars for the cronies, cars for the cronies. And they get them. And, and they, they don't even care. You know, I mean, they're not listening to this because what do they care? They're in their own little ivory towers driving their new cars. And it's so much so they don't even mask it. Hey, Governor, she goes on News 12. He won't come here. God forbid he comes here. Are you kidding? He came here once. He couldn't wait to leave. Can you imagine Eric Scott when Murphy says to him, you know, I don't think it's illegitimate? <laughs> Could you imagine Eric Scott when Murphy says to him, it is what it is? Come on. Come on. Uh, it would be fun. It would be, it'd be just, it, it, just bring him in for that one segment. But he's not coming in here. Because we're going to, you know, be honest with him. Christie came in here every month. And the thing about Christie, he came in every month. And if you got through to Governor Christie, you got your problem solved. Because Governor Christie had a fleet of people, either in studio or on text, that whenever you called with a problem, he would have the guy, and we'll get in touch with you tomorrow morning, and you'll let us know how it worked out, and he would help people. And that was what the, the vehicle that the show was for. Vehicle, I had to use the word, right? But 1-800-283-101.5. So... In this, you know, when asked, why are you spending over half a million dollars on cars for you guys? And the answer is, it is what it is. And that really, like, I don't even want to tell you. I don't even want to waste my time explaining this. It is what it is. You don't like it, too bad. I don't find it illegitimate later on when pressed. Okay? We don't have to use state tax dollars for the cars. So... What should we have used the COVID relief money for? How many people who suffered through COVID, how many businesses who closed could have used COVID relief money? Half a million dollars. You know, I don't know what your personal deal is when it comes to COVID and insurance or COVID and any kind of relief. What kind of money you got from anybody. But did you get a car? They got cars. They didn't do anything. <laughs> they got cars. And why did they get cars? Because uh, they lent support. They provided leadership. What leadership? Thanks to their leadership, we had more deaths per capita than any other state or country. If New Jersey were a country, we'd have loved the world. And for that, they got a car. What would they have had to have done to get a boat? one 800 1015 Have you been thinking about adding a pet to your family? My friends at Pet Center and Obers know exactly how to match you with the perfect pet. They're great people. We get Tom and Isabella and Joe. They have a large selection of quality puppies from USDA licensed and inspected breeders. When you bring home a Pet Center puppy, you get the most comprehensive guarantees in the market, up-to-date vehicles, five generations of pedigree, and a complete homecoming kit. They have a large selection of small animals, reptiles, birds, and tropical fish. Visit them in the shops at Obridge on Route 9 or at PetCenterNJ.com. Today is New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. 101.5 New Jersey Weather brought to you by Pajamagram, a Valentine's gift that is more alluring than lingerie. Naturally nude pajamas by Pajamagram. They're sensuous and soft. They look just as seductive as they feel. Order naturally nude pajamas today at Pajamagram.com. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. 
Go on NJ1015.com and uh, check out the Steve Trevelisse page. You will find out who won the pizza bowl, who uh, has got the best balls in New Jersey. We got the meatballs. It's all there. And uh, incredible mozzarella. Uh, Annabelle's mozzarella. Uh, they were there. And Billy Pompeo is there. Uh, the guy is making the cheese in front of everybody. And fresh and hot and it's amazing when you when you get that that slight that little piece that little ball like he takes it with his hands and he makes it and uh, and he sings while he's making it you know in in front of everyone this was the entertainment we got and it was so nice <laughs> As long as you how about that? The man is making mutts and he's singing about it. And it was, un it melted in your mouth. It was almost like communion. It was so good. And I say that with love. Uh, it was at the Pizza Bowl. And I did this once before uh, in the middle of a blizzard. And uh, people were calling to get the snow conditions and kind of like a side topic. You know, if I gave you a slice of warm mozzarella, what would you do with it? How would you eat it? There are so many ways. Uh, the, New Jersey is all about the fresh mozzarella. And now it's become adopted by people. You know, now it's everywhere. I remember once upon a time, you only could get it at the Italian delis. You could only get it where it'd be made. You know, going in and, and seeing the guy make it in the back and twisting it and bringing it out. And you know what? There's a difference to the mozzarella as well. You know, there's a, there's a difference with the, uh, you know, have you ever seen Pope of Greenwich Village? You know, Eric Roberts and the mozzarella, uh, which is one of the great uh, mozzarella clips of all time. I even asked him. I interviewed Billy uh, on the uh, – I interviewed Billy for the website, and you're going to hear it. But you may remember, if you saw Pope of Greenwich Village, Eric Roberts, uh, the famous mozzarella scene, which goes like this. It's just that I never seen a horse with his legs in a garbage can. What do you know about training a horse, huh? Waiting tables is what you know. Making cheese is what I know. Let's stay with what we know here. You know about making cheese? Not for nothing, Jimmy, but my mother sent me over a hunk of mozzarella from your place last week. It was no big bargain. Tough, that mozzarella. And it ain't the first time I noticed it either. Your mozzarella is tough sometimes. Are you nuts? The Gargusos never sold a piece of tough mozzarella in our life. Tough like f***ing shoe leather, that mozzarella. <laughs> I had Eric Roberts on the show, and uh, we talked about that, and he said, you know, ever since he did that scene, he never had to pay for mozzarella again, and he calls it mozzarella. No, 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 mozzarella. Uh, that's the Italians, right? Then people, they criticize us for the way we say things. But one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. let's see where we go with this. How do you like to eat the mozzarella? Do you like it? Like, uh, what do you do with it? If I gave you a slice of warm mozzarella, freshly made, would you eat it by itself? Would you put salt on it? Would you put, would you put balsamic? How could anybody put balsamic on it gets me? 
How would you eat it? And a sandwich, on a pizza, 1-800-283-101.5. And how about this? Where would you buy it from? Like, in your opinion, who makes the best mozzarella? Because you know what? Like, Billy, I got the article up here. It's going to go up on nj1015.com this week. And he talks about it. He says, you know, it's, it's all about just, you know, water, salt, and curds. But it's how you make it. It's the mixture. It's the texture. It's the art. And when you get the right texture of mozzarella, some of it is tough. I've had mozzarella because, you know what, you get lulled because it costs more money because it's fresh and you're thinking you're getting good. And some of the stuff you buy, especially now the prepackaged store-bought stuff, doesn't hold a candle to what you get in the great Italian delis, in the great Italian stores. And Uncle Floyd gave me a secret of mozzarella. He says when you buy the mozz, the fresh mozzarella, you put it in a tub of warm water and you let it sit and you let it breathe before you eat it. 1-800-283-101.5. one 1015 Are you a, f- a fan of the fresh mozzarella? Where do you get it? How do you like to eat it? What would you do with it? When I was a kid, I would eat it like... Uh, I remember Artie Lang coming in here talking about his uncle who ate a ball of mozzarella like an apple. And I could see myself doing that. I used to always... You know, you go into the Italian delis. We had five Italian delis around us in Union City. And you go to the one guy, give you a slice, you like that? Not like that crap you get down a block, right? Try this. And you go to the next guy, he give you another slice. Uh, but I would love it. I, one of the best sandwiches, you know, we would call it the Union City Sub, was where you take uh, fresh Italian bread, and then you put the sliced mozzarella, and then you put red uh, roasted red peppers and prosciutto, and you put that all together, and it becomes this taste blend where you don't need anything else you don't need to put salt you don't need anything each taste complements the rest and it is maybe the best sandwich you will ever eat and when i worked at ysp i would i made it once and i brought it in for myself and the producer and we were like feasting and then we included the engineer on it and then later on we included a couple of salespeople. by the time this was over this sandwich cost me like $50 to make. By the time this was over, everybody was eating like a slob. I got a little cookie <laughs> and ended the mozzarella. But 1-800-283-101.5. Where do you buy your fresh mozzarella? And who do you think makes the best? And how do you like to eat it? Am I making you hungry by saying this? Are you making you now want a mozzarella? It's, like I said, it, to me, it is the best of all the cheeses. It is, you might say, the big cheese. one 800 And you know what? To see this guy take so much joy. You know, there are guys, they go to work and they go to work and they're making the cheese and there they are over the barrel. And da, da, da. Billy Pompeo was loving his job. So much so that he was singing about it. And he had everybody else singing about it. And people were lining up just to get a taste of it. It is the most amazing of all the cheeses. You a mozzarella man? I like mozzarella, but it's not my favorite. No? No, I'm a cheddar guy. I love cheddar. Yeah? Yeah. You know, that's because you're Midwest, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm too close to Wisconsin growing up to not love cheddar cheese, I guess. Did you like the cheese curds? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Cheese curds, if they're deep fried, even better. We just got them here. 
Yeah. Right? And recently, Dairy Queen sells them. Oh, there are some okay. places. I, I think um, oh, one Culver's, of those. one of the custard places does, don't they? Yeah. I think. I, I know think so. Dairy Queen. I know that um, I went to Giants. I went to Minnesota once to see the Giants play the Vikings. Never heard of them. For $5, <laughs> I got this ginormous plate of cheese curds. Yeah. And I was in my glory. I mean, the only way to make cheese better is to deep fry it. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was that what was missing from the heart attack on the plate. All right, one eight nine two eight three one zero one point five. It's eight thirty. Now the latest New Jersey news. One zero one point five. Steve Trevelisse. Go to nj1015.com. Check out me blogs about the uh, Jersey football team. Tom Brady's breaking up, and the uh, pizza bowl winners, and the meatball winners. And the mozzarella and all that good stuff. Man, man. Do you ever uh, get frustrated at a traffic light in New Jersey and you wonder why they're so friggin' long? Well, somebody took the time to write to us and ask, and Eric Scott took the time to write a whole blog about it on NJ1015.com. And uh, basically, how come the green light is like for a second and uh, the red light seemed to go on forever? And you ever get that frustrated feeling like, you know, you're, you're at that turn where you, the, the, the left turn light goes on and it's on for like 10 seconds and you got someplace to go and the street is made so that you can't even get to the left lane unless you're like three cars behind? Don't you hate that? Uh, what are some of the frustrating things that have happened to you at street lights in New Jersey? I don't understand why like, when it's really late at night out and there's nobody else on the road. That you can't just, if you're at the light and you look both ways, make the friggin' turn. I'm thinking of like when you get off exit 58 on the parkway and uh, you get to 539 and there's like nobody coming for miles. And you got to wait and wait. And, and sometimes it's like because the, the favored throughway will get the longer light, you could wait there forever. Until you decide to make the right on red and make the U-turn, in which case then it immediately changes. But what are some of the things that have happened to you? Frustrating things at streetlights in New Jersey. 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever wondered why you seem to spend an eternity sitting on some traffic lights? Uh, I'll tell you a couple of things. The New Jersey Department of Transportation, according to Eric's article, uses the Manual on Uniform Traffic Control Devices to determine the minimum standards governing stop signals and other traffic control devices. Uh, what determines how long a light stays red or green, according to New Jersey Department of Transportation, the timing of the green light traffic signals is determined by a combination of factors, which include uh, vehicular volume, pedestrian volume, road layout, etc., etc. Have you ever been frustrated at a red light? Or can you think of any times when, like, you tried to beat the light? Like, do you, do you step on the gas when you see the yellow light, because I do. Uh, of course, if I get caught, then I don't. You know, uh, it reminds me of the uh, the episode of Taxi. <laughs> what does a yellow light mean? Slow down. Okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> Light me. Slow down. Okay. What? 
This is from Taxi. Jim Ignatowski. His introduction to the show. And uh, they had so much trouble filming that because the extras were cracking up all through it. I'm trying to get him on. He's going to be coming to the Philadelphia Fan Fest. I'm working on it. But 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever had a situation at a Jersey Street light? Did you ever try to beat the light and not make it? Or try to beat the light and get caught? Or uh, get caught by the red light camera? Thank God we don't have those anymore. Although, I'm driving down Route 1 yesterday, and my, uh, my GPS is telling me, beware of the red light camera. And I'm like, oh, no. But have you ever had a problem at a streetlight in New Jersey? And if you want to know the story of the streetlights in New Jersey and why they are the way they are, read Eric's post at nj1015.com. You know, is there a minimum duration for the lights? You know, there actually is. And they're all up there for you. But the most frustrating thing for me, you know, is when you're trying to beat the light and you got to hesitate to see what the other guy's doing on the other side. Or the guy in front of you. The really thing that drives me nuts is when you think you got the light beat and the guy in front of you, who you're assuming is going to beat the light because you think you got the light beat, steps on the steps on the brake. And then you almost go into his backseat. That's happened to me so many times. 1-800-283-101.5. Most frustrating things about the uh, traffic lights in New Jersey. You know, how about the one where you're sitting at the red light and you get hit from behind? Which, when that, 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 should, that, that sound should not only be a crash, it should, be a, it should have a cash register effect to it as well. Your chances are you could end up in a lawsuit. God willing, nothing happens to you. You know, and then those people have actually been unfortunate enough to have something happen to them. Chris is in Lavalette on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Chris. Hey, how we doing? Good. How about you? I uh, and uh, I'm uh, you know I have my own business, Payton Brothers Masonry. It seems like you know I want to move equipment right at night, and it's just frustrating. There'd be nobody out here like you're saying, and uh, you know I get up to it. My lights are bright. I drive F five fifty, and it goes red. It and does. I gotta sit there. There's no one coming, you know. And they I should just let you uh, do it. Keep you in town. You know, drunk drivers, you know, they mm. really read somebody. That's my theory on it, because what else other could it be? I don't know. I mean, like, well, it's like they ought to just, at night, have a rule that, you know what, even just blink them. Just turn them, like, at midnight, like midnight to 6, blink them. And yeah. if there's a problem and the police who are on patrol happen to see a lot of traffic, put them back. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, especially if you come home late at night and you're driving in the overnight and you're sitting there and you're uh-huh. sitting there. And, you you know, a lot of times people fall asleep at the wheel. They're trying to stay awake. And it ain't easy. I did that already. I did that like a month ago. I, I fell asleep and, and, and took out a pole, woke up, didn't even know it. See? That's called hypnotic court today for it. Uh-huh. You're, what happened? Nothing. I didn't even know. I thought I hit a curb. You know what I mean? So I pulled over. I mm-hmm. stopped. I looked around. I didn't see anything. About uh, two hours later, the cop said I took out a telephone pole. It was hanging by the wires. I didn't know. No, man. You know, I, I went back to the scene. 
See, you know? this is why yeah. if you could just keep driving, you got your momentum going, you're alert, you're moving. When you got to stop down and wait forever for a light and nothing, there's yeah. no reason for it, you will. You fall asleep, you get drowsy. Yeah. Just keep you know the what? traffic moving. Point. That's what happened, too. You know that? When I took off, I was dead ass. Oh, excuse me. I was tired. So. Yeah. No, I get it. You know. I get it. Well, be safe, Chris. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. What about you? Your biggest frustration, your biggest problem, anything ever happened involving you and a New Jersey traffic light? You ever hear us say this? I can't tell you how much weight I've gained since I can't do the things I used to do. Or this pain is holding me back from my walk, my run, my activities. Well, it's time to finally do something about it and get back to doing what you love. Trinity Rehab can help. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed, same-day appointments, fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it or not doing anything but making you feel loopy or drowsy like other places. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, and frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions, and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. Jersey Radio. A free trip to Atlantic City with your Valentine. New Jersey 101.5 is giving you a free, sweet escape to Tropicana Atlantic City. Listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for a secret code word. Enter it on our app to win a free overnight stay. Plus a $50 dining gift card for your Valentine. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, Tropicana Atlantic City, a Caesars Rewards Day. Destination. Good luck and happy Valentine's Day from New Jersey, 101.5. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. So uh, a guy gets stuck at a light on Franklin Corner Road in Lawrenceville. He's very upset. It emails our own Eric Scott, and he says, Why are these New Jersey traffic lights so friggin' long? Eric takes that ball and turns it into a blog at nj1015.com and explains why. And uh, as far as Franklin Corner Road, when all is said and done, the traffic signal at Route 1 in Franklin Corner Road is a great example of a light with a variable green time that is determined by the time of day and the volume of traffic at the intersection. During the rush hour, it gets about 30 seconds of green time, and the traffic on Franklin Corner Road receives approximately seven seconds. So here's the thing. Uh, if we're up to me, if it's late night and there's nobody coming, you should be allowed to make the turn, right? I mean, what, what do you got to sit there forever? You're driving late at night. You're trying to stay awake. And uh, you get to the point where you start to get drowsy. Just wear, I mean, t- Imagine that, like, if you ever fallen asleep. And when you wake up, you realize you missed your one opportunity for the green light. And you wake up and you see it going back. And no! (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, you know, when I first started driving, I I was working at, like, ShopRite, you know, and I'd be driving home at night, you know, finally, you know, having the guts to make that right on red, not being worried about someone, you know, T-boning me or something probably saved me, like, two or three minutes on and just in one direction on my drives. Yeah, if you look both ways, but if there's just nobody there, my luck, right? My thing is like, there's nobody there and I want to do it. But I know that the only somebody will be the cop behind the sign in front of me that will watch me do it. Oh, that's the only time you can brave there. enough to do it is when there's a cop nearby, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is where my luck lies. <laughs> so now you were talking about the most haunted. Tell me about this. Well, so not necessarily, well, I'll get there in a second, but the longest light 
actually in New Jersey, like uh, in terms of uh, time between um, when it turns red to when it turns green again, right. is uh, on is uh, by by Wells bleh, by West Milford. It's a light on Old Clinton Road on Route Twenty Three, right? Um, and it stays red for nearly fifty-seven minutes each uh, hour. What? Yeah, or two minutes and fifteen seconds each time uh, it changes to red. Wait a minute. Let's do this again. It stays red for how for two minutes and fifty seven seconds. So when so you're the person coming up to the light right now, okay. right? It light just is turned red. green for you. You have eight seconds to get across the intersection before it turns red for another two minutes and fifteen seconds. Why? Well, to annoy you. Yeah, to annoy you, and it also. So you get people flooring the car, exactly. trying to beat the light and causing accidents. Cause an accident stuff, but what the people in the area kind of view it more as is it gives you time to rethink your decision of driving down Old Clinton Road, because why is that? It, according to a Weird New Jersey and other sites, it is okay. one of the most haunted places in New Jersey. Oh, so the red light is just like a "Don't come down here" sign. It's like a red for warning. Yeah. So I, I found a few of the things here. There's um, a ghost car that can appear out of thin air. There's uh, a ghost car that appears out of yeah. thin air. Uh, a woman. Is it one of the cars that Murphy bought for school? <laughs> one of the cars will appear to chase you down. What? Um, and the uh, the last one is a rumor about a serial killer uh, who would freeze his victims prior to ditching the bodies there. He and, freezes his victims. Yep. Prior to ditching the bodies. Yep. And that, out of all the horror stories of that place, is actually true. It is? Yes, sir. Oh, my God. Hold on. Hold on. Joe's in Pitts Grove. Joe, what's up? Hey, buddy. What are you doing? Uh, we're talking. Now you know about this. You're a cop. Tell me some good streetlight stories. You know what? <laughs> I, I'm calling you because I just made a stop for what you're talking about. Did you really? I laugh. Uh -huh. I was laughing when I was listening to you, and then I had a car do this in front of me, and I had to stop him. So I said, all right, let me call my buddy Steven. <laughs> so what happened? What happened? All right. So it's a young kid. He's, he's flying up the road a little bit. I got him doing about... Eh, about eight mile an hour over the speed limit. Not too bad. I'm not going to bust in the bubble for that. Right. The light is pure yellow. I mean, it's, it's yellow. Plenty of time for him to stop. Plenty uh, of time. Right. Not even applying the brakes. Right. <laughs> when he hits it. Now when he hits it, it's red. Uh-uh. Okay? So he goes through dead red light. Uh-huh. And then, not only that, there was a car in front of him. He don't want to wait for that car. So he passes him over a double yellow line. Get him. Oh, did you get him? Did you take him? Well, I pulled him over. He's a young kid, 17 right. years old. He just got his license. He's on a provisional probation license. Right. And and I say, dude, what, what, what was that move? And he goes, oh, that was just a friend of mine. I was messing with him. I said, messing with him? I said, you ran a red light. You crossed over a double yellow lines. I said, come on, man. I, you know what, Steve? I'm going to tell you the truth. I watched too many reruns of the Andy Griffin show. Right. Uh -huh. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like ticketing people all the time unless they're a wise guy. If they're a wise guy, I'd ticket you. Did you ticket him? Nah. Ah, you're a good guy. He said, officer, he said, officer, I'm really sorry. He said, I was just messing with my friend. I was trying to catch him, and I didn't want to stop. And so I, you know, I read him the riot act, and uh, I said, I patrol this area all the time. I catch you. You're getting it for anything. I'm giving you a ticket. He thanked me up and down. But anyway, those yellow lights are not meant to, oh, I can beat it. 
No, they're like meant to. You time to stop. Yeah, it's kind of like the taxi. Joe, I got to hit the news, but thank you. What does yellow light mean? Slow down. Jominski and Doyle. I listen to you guys every day, so I appreciate you guys keeping me entertained on the radio. Wow. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks, Bernardo. So wait, we're supposed to be entertained? <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. Weekday afternoons, 2 till 7 on New Jersey 101.5 and NJ1015.com. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis, hanging with you until 11 o'clock. Go to nj1015.com. Pizza Bowl was this weekend. It was great. We had uh, Jack Cittarelli was there. Uh, all kinds of people were there. Stephen Baker, the touchdown maker, presented the uh, trophy to the winner, Coniglio's, uh, all the stories there for you. All kinds of judges, Julia Scotty, the comedian. It was a good time was had by all. We ate and we ate and we ate. And, uh, oh, my God, I didn't eat pizza. I, I couldn't eat all day yesterday. And we were so full. And uh, I highly recommend this. We'll do it again next year. There's going to be the pizza crawl the week after Labor Day. And uh, this Thursday night, Eddie Bugatti. Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, Eddie Brigatti from the Young Rascals, who was one of the judges who showed up and he sang Good Lovin' and he sang Groovin' and he's going to be in studio here Thursday night at 9 at New Jersey 101.5. All right, right now, as it stands, you cannot get a temporary restraining order in New Jersey unless you've either dated, married, or had a child with that person. And Union County Senator John Bramnick, a.k.a. New Jersey's Funniest Lawyer, is looking to change that. And he's sponsoring legislation that would authorize the issuance of restraining orders in situations where the parties lack a prior relationship. And he joins me now. How you doing, Senator? Doing well. Always good to hear your voice, Steve. Hey, you and me together Friday night with Vince August to catch. Let me tell you something. Those are three funniest people in New Jersey. Uh, it's hilarious. I'm, I tell you, I don't understand. You know, it's almost impossible to get tickets. I mean, you have to sell <laughs> these tickets for thousands of dollars. Let me tell you, it's easier to get a Springsteen ticket than it is to get a Treble East ticket. I'm telling you right now. I, I heard Murphy's using the COVID relief only to get tickets for those people who yeah, helped out with he COVID. Tried to buy, he tried to trade a Suburban <laughs> ticket for your show, and uh-huh. he couldn't do it. Hey, when I heard you were on the bill and Vince, oh, my God. It hurt. The last time we worked together... It hurt me. It was so funny. I was honest to God. I don't just say that. So let me tell you, this could be dangerous to people's health because they laugh so hard. Uh-huh. There's probably a syndrome. There actually is a Seinfeld syndrome that you will pass out if you laugh too hard. Really? Okay. I'm, tell, I'm telling <laughs> you. We'll be picking them up off the ground. The oxygen. Yep. I believe it. All right, now tell me about this, Bill. You've been you've been a proponent. You've been pushing this. I can't believe that you can't get a temporary restraining order unless you've either dated, married, or had a child with the person. Well, take for example, you're a famous person like Steve Trebleys, right? <laughs> and somebody is hassling you, calling you, threatening you, following you. Guess what? If you go to the police department and you say, "I want a restraining order against this nut." You can't get it. Now, of course, if this is if a woman had a relationship with the person or a man had a relationship, then you can get it. So bottom line here is we put in a bill 
because a 23-year-old woman was being harassed and stalked and, and contacted by a crazy person, and they couldn't get a restraining order. They have to go through a year of a criminal complaint against the individual. It is ridiculous. So hopefully we'll get this thing done. Well, you know, but what about it, it makes no sense that you have to have these kind of conditions when someone is stalking you. You know, uh, some of the most so, some of the most famous cases, John Lennon was stalked. Uh, Rebecca Schaefer before John Lennon. You know, you you're prey. And if they know there's nothing that can be done about it, then, uh, you know, uh, what can they do? I mean, in this situation, you know, now you're getting pushback from people saying it's going to flood the courts. Who cares if it floods the courts if it saves lives? Well, you know, flood the courts. You're right. So we had to fix the bill a little bit. It has to be a stalker, but it can't be a neighborhood dispute. You know, we can fix the problem with the bill. Right. But when the courts argue and the bar associate bar association argue that, you know, there'll be too many cases. Look, all I can tell you is if a young woman is being stalked. Right. We need to stop it. So I think we're going to get it done. It's just going to take a little tinkering with the statute. Does it make you shake your head when you hear opposition to something just this simple? Well, there's opposition to everything in New Jersey. Right. I mean, you could put a bill in saying, you know, I really like apple pie. I like the flag. I like mom. You'd get people against today, anything. It doesn't. You give me, why don't you throw something up in the audience? I guarantee you that someone will be against it, right? How about this? We recommend everyone be happy. Oh, no, that's not right. We want everyone being happy. We need some (laughs) unhappy people in order to balance the happy people. So, Whatever you think about it, if you have think about it, if you have twelve people and you ask them their opinion about twelve, you'll get thirteen opinions. You know what? You're right. And uh, so now, according to uh, I'm trying to get the name here, I'm sorry. Uh, according to to uh, Jeller, she basically says removing the filter of the familiar or dating relationship would increase these numbers dramatically. The twenty thousand temporary restraining orders. And again, does it even matter, you know, as long as we could save lives? You know, let me ask you this. This woman went into the police department and she said to the police, hey, listen, look what this person's saying. The police department said, well, just block the person. We can't get you into a superior court. I don't want to hear it. We can tailor this statute so someone who's being harassed and stalked should be able to get a restraining order. Yeah, the statute has to be changed a little bit, but people overreact and mm-hmm. go, the courts are going to be too busy. I am so sorry that the courts are going to be too busy to protect young women from stalkers. I don't think so. We're talking about Pamela Jeller, legislative liaison to the New Jersey judiciary. She's the one with the quote. Oh. And again, this is why... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, this... I really enjoyed talking to her. I said, so how would you like to fix the problem with this young woman who's being stalked? And then I didn't get an answer. Look, I don't care. I don't mind that you're objective. You're you object to something. What I don't like is when you don't have a solution to the problem. No, that makes sense. And sometimes it's okay to accept the fact that there's a problem and let's just get together and solve it as opposed to feeling that you have to have an objection. And you see, I see a lot of that, don't you? 
just being against something doesn't mean you're going to solve the problem. And that's one of the problems we have in this country. Let's try to solve the problem as opposed to just being against what someone's idea is. Exactly. And we will solve the problem of lack of laughter in New Jersey this Friday night. You, me, Vince August, catch a rising star. I'm afraid it's going to be so funny that people might actually need medical attention. So we need to have people standing by when they laugh so much that they pass out. I'm worried about that. All right. We will, we will be there for you, my friend. I'll see you Friday night. Thanks, Steve. Have a great night. You got it. Senator John Bramnick, New Jersey's funniest lawyer. Have you ever been stalked? Have you ever had a situation with a stalker? Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever been stalked? Have you ever stalked somebody? If you want to tell me that story, I'll listen to it. Uh, uh, this just makes too much sense. It's just too easy. That if you're being stalked, it shouldn't matter what the relationship you had with the person stalking you. You should be able to get a temporary restraining order. Do you agree or disagree? 1-800-283-101.5. Here's New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. 1.5. Time to be bold and get cold. New Jersey 101.5's Big Joe Henry, Special Olympics, New Jersey. Uh, join them for the Seaside Polar Bear Plunge. Jump in the ocean with thousands. Freezing for a reason. Saturday, February 25th. All the details are on our free app at nj1015.com. The Seaside Polar Bear Plunge with Special Olympics NJ. Only from New Jersey. 101.5. 1 1-800-283-101.5. How about that? I should have played every breath you take, right? Uh, Senator John Bramnick is uh, sponsoring a bill which would uh, allow anyone being stalked to get a restraining order against the person stalking them. As it stands right now in New Jersey, you can only get a temporary restraining order unless you've either dated, married, or had a child with that person. Why would such a thing, such a law exist when anybody can stalk you? And why should there be a situation in any state, including New Jersey, where someone can stalk you and you can't do a damn thing about it. This is why people take the law into their own hands. And the problem to come out and say, well, because the courts would be uh, too crowded is ridiculous. And that was Pamela Jeller, legislative liaison for the New Jersey Judiciary. The story is on NJ1015.com. Dino Flamio wrote it. Uh, based on the bill's current language, she says, neighbors and coworkers who have disagreements have the rights to uh, file temporary restraining orders. John Bramnick said, no, that wouldn't happen. They could adjust it. The administrative office of the court estimates about 20,000 temporary restraining orders are issued yearly in connection with criminal and disorderly person complaints. Removing the filter of the familiar or dating relationship would increase those numbers drastically. Doesn't matter. What matters is if somebody's being stalked, then something needs to be done about it. There needs to be a remedy. There needs to be a remedy uh, with the law so that people don't take matters into their own hands, so that people don't get harmed or killed. 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever been stalked? Have you ever been in a situation where someone decided they liked you. They wanted you. And there wasn't a damn thing you can do about it. They follow you. They send you things. They're outside. You see them. And you can't do a thing about it. 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever had that situation? Or have you ever been stalked at all? 
you know, buy an ex-lover, buy a, buy, you know, uh, an ex-spouse. What happened? What could you do about it? How were you able to get rid of them? How were you able to bring the situation home? You know, to land the plane, so to speak. It's funny, you know, love is an addiction. You love somebody, they love you back, it's great. You love somebody, they don't love you back, it can be fatal. So 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever stalked somebody? It's not even love. I mean, it's just the idea of uh, attraction, whatever. For whatever reason, someone decides to have power over you by stalking you. They don't get that. They don't deserve that. That's not their right. And you have rights in this situation, and you should be able to know that you can go to the police and get a temporary restraining order. And the idea that this, you know, isn't happening in New Jersey is just wrong. If you go to uh, nj1015.com and you read the story, uh, Michelle Albano told the Senate Judiciary Committee in late January her daughter, while living in Hoboken, receiving threatening and sexual texts and calls from the same man for three years, couldn't get a temporary restraining order against him because of one factor. They never dated, married, or had a child. Says Bramnick, and you just heard him, it's close to insanity. Albano's daughter instead went through a year-long process to prove she had enough evidence to get a no-contact order. In the meantime, the family lived in constant fear that the man behind the messages would show up at her daughter's doorstep. He lived only two blocks away, and she was provided no protection, Albano said. Why do you have to have a relationship with someone in order to get a restraining order against that person? Does it make sense to you? Have you ever been stalked? What happened? 1-800-283-101.5. And how do you feel about this? I couldn't believe this was happening, and I'm frustrated by the fact that it is. You you meet someone at a party, they decide they like you, there's nothing you can do about it, and now you can't get rid of them? You get a temporary restraining order against the spouse, you can get a temporary restraining order against... um, You know, someone that you've dated, but you can't get a temporary restraining order just because someone's stalking you. What's the purpose of the temporary restraining order? What do you have to like? They, they, you know, they, they stalk you. And then so, so the idea now is in order to get, in order to get the restraining order, you got to date your stalker. Only in New Jersey. In order to get the restraining order, you got to date the stalker, right? You say, I'll go out with you. So you go out, you have a nice meal. Can you drop me off at the police station on your way home? Thank you very much. Yeah. Kiss on the cheek. Get inside, fill out the restraining order. That's what it takes in New Jersey. Do you realize the stupidity of this state? 1-800-283-101.5. Why is it like this? What if we clog up the courts? Then we're going to have too many people in court. Really? Well, as long as there's a good reason, I always say. Again, again, there are things in New Jersey that make you go, okay, that's the problem. We don't want to clog up the courts. Excuse me, I hate to be a bother, but this guy, 
uh, won't leave me alone. And he's showing up at my house, and he's sending stuff to my house. I don't want to clog up the courts or anything, but I'm really feeling a little paranoid here. Can you help me out? 1-800-283-101.5. Aaron is in Holland on New Jersey. Uh, New, you know what, Aaron? Can you do me a favor? I'm gonna, hold on. I'm going to give you more time. All right, here's what I want to do. Give me a call. 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever been stalked in New Jersey? The only way you can get a temporary restraining order is if uh, you've either dated the person, had a child with the person, or married the person. So these are the things you have to do in order to get help. Again, only in New Jersey. 1-800-283-101.5. Two questions. How do you feel about that? Should, you, should anyone be able to get a restraining order provided they can provide enough you know, reason? Go before the judge and say, Judge, here's why I need the restraining order. Forget about being strapped by this rule. Just if the judge feels that you're telling the truth and you're in danger, you get it. 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelisse, 930. Now the latest New Jersey. Hi, I'm Steve Trevelisse. Hi, the number is 1-800-283-101.5. In New Jersey, in order to get a temporary restraining order against someone stalking you, you either have had to date that person, marry that person, or have a child with that person. Senator John Bramlick has a bill. He would like to get that changed to anyone stalking you. You get a temporary restraining order against the opposition is, well, it'll flood the courts. How do you feel about that? And have you ever been stalked? 1-800-283-101.5. Aaron is in Holland on New Jersey 101.5. Thanks for waiting. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How you doing? I'm okay now that I'm no longer being stalked. Oh, there you go. Aaron, what happened? Okay. I so love I the laugh. You're happy. This is good. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, we were together for about four years, and... He was actually physically abusive, my ex-boyfriend. He ended up, um, I don't know, want to get too graphic, but he kind of stabbed me in my hip. Um, my God. I wound up, yeah, I wound up in the hospital, and then I wound up being, like, treated for psychiatric reasons because clearly that kind of hurt me mentally. Sure. And, um, and so I left him, and months and months, months, maybe a year later, I met my then-husband, um, and then my husband passed away another year later. Oh. Um, from diabetes. And after that happened, my ex emerged somehow, and oh. he was telling me that I should kill myself to join my husband. Um, what? Yeah, he was legitimately crazy. Um, he wound up somehow getting my new phone number, my new address. He came by my house and told me he was going to kill my son. Um, he, yeah, so I think anybody should get a restraining order if they want one. I was honestly too afraid. I saw a lawyer went through the whole nine yards. I was too afraid to like move forward with everything because finally he stopped bothering me because apparently like a police officer went to his property, told him to leave me alone. I guess scared him enough for him to leave me alone. But I think anyone should get one. Thank God. They want one. Yeah. It was messy. Yeah. And you know what? But in your situation, you had a relationship. Imagine the idea, you know, that nobody should get that kind of power over you, that they decide they want to, you know, they want to stalk you. So you should live in fear with no repercussion. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm sorry you had to go through that. And he, and he stayed away. Absolutely, yes. Thank God. How old is your son? He's six now. Oh, my God. You know what? Again, I'm sorry you had to go through that, but now the the happy ending is you're done with it. Absolutely done. 
All right, Aaron. Thanks so much for calling New Jersey 101.5. How about that? You know, again, only in New Jersey that if you want, if you're swearing out a restraining order against someone, chances are there's a reason. You don't just randomly do this because you've got nothing better to do that day. So if that goes into court, why wouldn't a judge give you one? Like, what would be the problem? No, 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 that person can have contact with you. You're actually going in there saying, look, I fear. I don't want this person to have contact with me. You know, they're stalking me. So, if anything, you swear out the restraining order. Now, whether or not there's grounds, you know, you got to, you know, you tell them what's going on. And... If there's nothing going on, then the person's not even going to want to come near you anyway. Okay, fine. No problem. But I, I, I can't believe that there could be something as serious in New Jersey as stalking. And there'd be no remedy unless you're married or dated or had a child. Especially now with like online dating being what it is. Yeah, everybody's meeting online. Everybody's meeting through social media. People don't know each other. They get into these chat rooms. They meet. They find out that this isn't what they want or they made a big mistake. And it's easy to make a big mistake now. Easier. And then next thing you know, you can't get rid of them. Has this ever happened to you? Have you ever been stalked? Have you ever had to take out a temporary restraining order on someone? What happened? Has anyone ever taken out a temporary restraining order on you? How did that make you feel? Does it make you just walk away? Does it have the effect? Okay, I don't want any more trouble. I don't I already want to deal with this. This isn't that serious. Or does it turn up the heat? one 800 It'd be enough to make me leave. But then again, you know, the the obsession, whatever, I don't know. But have you ever had that situation? And I can't imagine feeling, you know, the helpless feeling that here you are living in a world where someone is coming into your world, scaring you, tormenting you, playing games, playing mind games with you, and you can't do anything about it. You know, and then you hear about people taking matters into their own hands, or what do they do? They go tell they go tell a boyfriend, they go tell another guy. They're this time in an Aaron situation, a cop showed up at the house where it could have easily been done legally. Temporary restraining order. You violate the restraining order, you go to jail. Very, very simple. I mean, you don't just go in and ask for one. It's not like you put a quarter in the machine, they give it to you. You have to make the case as to why you want it. And again, like if there's really nothing going on, then the person that you're swearing it out against would probably get the message at that point and simply walk away. 1-800-283-101.5. So uh, have you ever been a victim of a temporary restraining order? You know, not a victim of, I had to swear one out. You know, there's a story here on NJ1015.com that Sergio wrote. Love triangle turns deadly. New Jersey man admits setting fire to kill romantic rival. This is how crazy things can get. 1-800-283-101.5. What we need 
is a remedy, protection from people against other people who decide that they're going to take away their freedom. They're going to take away their liberty. They're going to just stalk them and scare the hell out of them. Why would we give them that power? Why wouldn't there be a law saying you can swear out a temporary restraining order against somebody? Even if you're not married, dated, or had a child with that person. Because today, you know, with the way people meet, with the way people date, with the way... You're not even date. Because that would cover it. With the way people meet, you're not turned on by that person. You just, okay, sorry, no, whatever, you don't give it. Next thing you know, you can't get rid of them. Have you ever had this happen to you? National- 101.5 in Pet Center, Old Bridge, New Jersey. Are looking for the state's cutest pet. Is that you? Send us a photo of your very best friend. Our grand prize winner gets a $500 gift card to Pet Center. Thanks to our sponsor, Pet Center, located in the shops at Old Bridge. Got Jersey's cutest pet. This is the last week to enter. Hurry and send us your photo on our free app or nj1015.com today. I one 800 101.5. Coming up, Angel's Love. There's a movie that made its way through the Cannes Film Festival and is going to be released on video this week. A great rom-com starring a Scotch Plains actor. And we're going to be hearing from the director and the, uh, and the lead actress coming up in the next hour. But for right now, we're talking about the stalking bill. Senator John Bramnick is trying to push it. Basically, if you're being stalked in New Jersey, uh, you can get... A restraining order, a temporary restraining order, TRO, regardless of whether or not you've dated, married, or had a child with that person. Because right now in New Jersey, the only way that you can get a restraining order is if you've dated, married, or had a child with that person. So this is a big hole in that if someone decides they want to stalk you, and you haven't dated, married, or had a child with that person, they can And there's not a damn thing you can do about it. And the reason why is because apparently uh, it would clog up the courts. There would be too many people going for TROs. Neighborhood disputes would be settled with TROs. But the only problem is with that, you adjust the bill. But the heart of the bill is very simple to understand. You know, you ask, as I asked the senators, why does this have to be always an argument? Why does there always have to be another side? Isn't it possible that some things just make sense? Isn't it possible that, you know what, if you're being stalked, we have a remedy? As opposed to, the only thing you do now, take matters in your own hands. What else can you do? 1-800-283-101.5. This is, uh, this is the problem. Have you ever been stalked? Have you ever had that situation? Have you ever felt so powerless that, you know, you get up in the morning and it's waiting for you? You, all day long, you don't know where, you think you've avoided it, next thing you know, uh, something shows up at your door, on the phone, somewhere. Have you ever had to deal with that? And what did you do to deal with that? Should you have to deal with that in New Jersey? No, absolutely not. And, you know, some bills are just common sense, and this is one of them. So it's, um, it's a matter of time. You really figure this is going to get passed. And, you know, there's a story. If you go to nj1015.com, Dino Flamia, 
uh, wrote the story of a 23-year-old woman who was being stalked at her apartment in Hoboken. You know, worrying her mother, receiving threatening and sexual texts and calls from the same man for three years and couldn't get a temporary restraining order against him because they never dated, married, or had a child. So it's like the way things are in New Jersey. The only way you can solve your problem is to, is to make it deeper, right? So you have to go out with the guy once or the girl once. So then it becomes like Seinfeld, you know, is this a date? Is this a meal? Soup is not a meal. Is that a meal? Is this a meal? You know, hold on. Uh, I'm out here talking to you. Is this a date? Okay, this is a date, right? Okay, now I want to get this temporary restraining order. That's how ridiculous we are here in the great state of. 1-800-283-101.5. All right, so as I was saying, you go to nj1015.com, check out the Steve Trevor Lease page, all kinds of good stuff. All the pizza bowl information is there. Uh, the winners, 800 pizzerias get involved in this. And we bring it down to one pizzeria holding the cup. And it was amazing. Oh, my God. All day long, eating, eating, and eating some more. Now, and also, Tom Brady has now decided he's going to start uh, doing the Super Bowl, or doing Fox football, starting in uh, 2024. So he will not be in the booth for the Super Bowl, which surprises me. Because uh, they're giving him, like, uh, what is it? $370 million to be in the Fox booth. It's all on NJ1015.com. Coming up, Ageless Love, new movie going to video. We got the director and a lead actress calling in. Jersey Radio. I've been listening to you guys since I was a kid. New Jersey 101.5. Um, 1009, Steve Trevelis. Do you have the time to listen to me whine about nothing and everything I'll that's a good question. 1-800-283-101.5. If you want to join in on the whining, we make a good wine in New Jersey, don't we? Goes great with the pizza. Uh, the pizza that we had at the Pizza Bowl. Oh, my God. I never ate so much pizza in my life. You got to come next year. If you didn't come this year, you got to come next year. We do the pizza crawl the week after Labor Day, but my God. Uh, your ticket got you all day long. There were just boxes of pizza, 250 pizza pies were running around this place. Uh, not only that, but 2,000 meatballs were running around this place. And they were everywhere. And then you had got people making fresh mozzarella. We had a guy singing mozzarella songs earlier. It's amazing. And uh, all the, and then like at the end of it, I was like, all right, it's like, you know, it's going to end at 6.30, 7 o'clock. I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. But wait a minute, we haven't done the finals yet. Finals? And then they bring out four more slices of pizza and four more meatballs. We're all like, like bloated. All right, I got it. I can do this. I can do another one. And oh, and and you know what was great about it? Each one tasted so good. You're talking about like not just pizza, but you're talking about like top of the line pizza from all these different top of the line places. So go. To nj1015.com and uh, check out, you know, check out the page and see all the finalists and see who won. And what's great about the Pizza Bowl, it's the best pizza chosen in New Jersey. 
by the people of New Jersey. You know, a lot of places, you know, these, um, you know, these blogs, they'll send the reporter out. He'll go have a slice of pizza. Oh, it's the best pizza. Okay. This was hundreds of people. Let's say 400 people voted on this. By tasting it, you walked in, you got, you got pizza on different color plates. You didn't know what you were eating, but you ate it, and you checked it out, and then you voted for what you liked. So you can believe this vote. When you see what the number one pizza in New Jersey is, you can believe that vote because you know that it wasn't just one guy tasting it, you know? You know it was like, again, like 400 people. And it won the vote. And uh, like I said, you know, there's nothing There's nothing like a, a Jersey pizza joint. And uh, Eddie Brigatti was there. Eddie Brigatti's coming in Thursday night. Eddie Brigatti was the lead singer of The Young Rascals. And uh, he sang a song called How Can I Be Sure. Felix Cavallari was the lead singer of The Young Rascals. Eddie Brigatti had one song, How Can I Be Sure. And it was a major hit. And I got to hang with Eddie, and he sang Good Lovin', and, uh, and he sang um, Groovin'. And uh, we got to talking, and I said, we got to continue this conversation on the F. So he'll be in Thursday night, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer from the Eddie Young Rascals, Eddie Brigatti. Right now, uh, you remember uh, last year we had um, Joshua Coates in. He's the director, and he did a movie called Ageless Love. And the uh, Scotch Plains actor Nicholas McCormick is in it. Elizabeth Kekmanigro uh, is in it as well. Uh, former Eagles cheerleader. We'll talk a little Super Bowl. But Ageless Well did so. Ageless Love did so well at the Cannes Film Festival that it was a contender for both the Oscar and the Golden Globe. And now it's coming out on video just in time for Valentine's Day. And uh, Joshua joins me now. I just want you to know I'm still wearing your shirt, my friend. <laughs> Steve, you are the best, man. It's a little, it's a little starchy now. It's a little, it's a little worn, but it's holding up very well. Fits me good. Thank you so much for bringing us back. You know, I, I really appreciate, uh, you, you know, your open hands and open arms and and helping us bring awareness to this film. This is a great movie, Josh. You did such a good job. You're such a young director. You did such a great job. This is the story of, you know what? I'm going to let you tell the story of Yale Schwartz. Man, it's it's an incredible true story of an odd couple who fought against the social norms of the late 60s in order to find true happiness. And I think the difference with this story between any other story is the circumstances that the young lead, Yale Schwartz, mm-hmm. uh, who who wrote the movie, fell in love. He, he, he had just got out of college uh, around the age of 23. Right. And this is back in the 60s. And he met this fabulous woman. She was 38. Um, but, uh, he fell in love with her, but the catch was she was a widow and she had five children, Wow, five, and he had to decide would he follow true love or would he run away? And he decided to obviously follow his heart, but he had to go through so much with his family, uh, to even convince them that this is the woman he really, really want. And that's what the movie pretty much covers. It shows the whole journey of him. Uh, you know, trying to find true love and, and what she did. And they wound up being married for 20 plus years. Um, and he raised the kids and, you know, he he, 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 uh, recently passed away. Mm-hmm. And this was one of his, uh, gifts to his wife, his late wife, who, 
who the movie is about, who died years before him, but also he wanted to to share his story with the world about how he uh, found true love and true happiness. And doesn't matter what obstacles in your way, if you really, really believe that you love someone, go after it. And what a great story it is. Now, Josh, hang on. Along with you, we have uh, Elizabeth Capanigro on. And, oh, my gosh. Uh, and, and she's, she's in the movie, too. She's the lead actress. A diehard Chiefs fan, from what I understand. <laughs> it, it, isn't that right, Elizabeth? Are you there? Oh, there you are. Is, isn't that right? Yes. It's not right. No, 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 no. <laughs> color, color, though, Steve. But I, you know, I'm a diehard Eagles fan. But I'm I know. About your Giants. I really am. I mean, you know, I could hang up on you. <laughs> yeah, let's go back to Joshua. He's much more interesting. You probably should. You probably should. <laughs> yeah, you probably should. So, so how cool is this, Elizabeth? You're in the movie, and, and now it's released. It's coming out on home video. It's going to be everywhere. How does this make you feel? It's amazing. I feel like it's going to be a great year. So many people have waited for this film. And I feel like Yale and Nina's family in particular have really, really anticipated this coming out. I think they're a little nervous for the world to kind of get the insight into their story. But I think everyone who sees it loves it, embraces it, and everyone is just going to really, I feel like it's, it's just super moving and it'll your life and the way you look at love that's for sure how did it change you as an actress how did it change you after doing the movie oh it it completely changed my life i always thank i credit josh for this and yale and all you know everyone involved for for choosing me because i just feel like i'll never play such an important role um you know this woman was just completely idolized by her family and clearly her late husband who his dying wish was to make a story about their love story um so how do you compete with that and you know she's a mother all the kids are still alive um you know her friends her family they're all still living so right. to kind of have this role and to be a mom and a wife in real life just really it means a lot. I know how much, you know, that role means to so many people. So it's more than just kind of an acting gig, if you will, because it's portraying, you know, real people in a real story. You know, for Nina to capture Yale's heart like that, she had to be one special woman. And Joshua Coates, the director, what did Elizabeth brought that quality out when she portrayed Nina, I imagine. Oh my God. I mean, when we first met, I, when we were, you know, I tell this quick story when I was, when we were casting for this role. It was such a pivotal role. Uh, we were, we were blessed enough to find Yale's character, Nick uh, McCormick, who mm -hmm. basically fell, our, fell in our lap. <clears throat> but we were talking to Yale. Yale and I, we were talking, we were saying, listen, we have to find someone that can really capture the essence of your wife because this is the most pivotal part in the film. And we were looking and looking and looking and looking, and then all of a sudden, Elizabeth's uh, headshot popped up on one of our casting sites, and I just knew in my I said, oh, that's the one. Without even meeting her yet, <laughs> I, her wow. picture just gra it stuck out uh, out of all of the pictures. So we called her in. She could tell you her story about how she got there, but she eventually she was the last young lady we auditioned. And I, when she walked in, I knew that was a jackpot. I knew that was her. And what I also did, Steve, was I said, you know what? I'm not going to tell Yale. I'm going to show Yale all of the actresses, and then I'm going to save Elizabeth for last to see if he says the same thing. And we showed Yale. He was getting a little discouraged going through each actor saying, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. And I said, I got one more for you, Yale. Check this one out. 
And when he saw her, he looked at it. He says, that's it. That's my wife. Nice. Uh, it was it was confirmation. Nice. All right. Now, Ageless Love is uh, going to be released uh, tomorrow, right? On... Tomorrow on digital and on airlines. Airlines, too, huh? Yes, yes, and on airlines. Uh, it will be... Everybody um, traveling to the Super Bowl. Now <laughs> <laughs> get your hopes up. It's on Apple TV, it's on Amazon, DirecTV, Comcast, you know, the, all your favorite streaming platforms, you'll be able to find it. I would say, if you are going to take a shuttle and Ageless Love is the movie, you may want to make that a cross-country trip because it is that good. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Spend Thank the you. extra money. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a great human story that everyone, doesn't matter how old you are, uh-huh. you'll be able to relate to, to this type of story. Uh, I, I, you know what? I can't wait. I cannot wait. Uh, both you guys, Joshua Coates, the director for Ageless Love, Elizabeth Capmanigro, Eagle Cheerleader, good luck. And uh, we'll talk soon. Best of luck with the movie. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. Thank you for having Thanks us. so Thank much, you. Steve. You got it. one 800 1015 Here's New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. Point five. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Ageless Love, incredible movie. Uh, good people behind it. Uh, again, the story. Imagine a uh, 24-year-old kid in the late 60s falls in love with a 38-year-old woman with five kids. Imagine going home to that and telling your parents that this is the love of your life and this is what's going on. And uh, it's going to be released tomorrow on all the platforms. And uh, definitely a good movie. We've had, we had Josh in here. We had Beth in here. We had Nick in here. He's from Scotch Plains. What a fun time we all had. Lloyd Booker was the guy who uh, got, Yale actually worked as an extra in a movie. And he told Booker about it. Booker Booker's the kind of guy who sees pieces of the puzzle on the table, puts them all together, tries to put people together with the right people. And this whole movie became uh, came about. And uh, it's a very compelling story because what we didn't get to is uh, in 1997 uh, Nina passed away from stage 4 pancreatic cancer and in 2019 Lloyd dies with the same disease Uh, and he wanted to see this get done before he died and he got to see it Uh, barely so uh, what I want to talk about, like with this, you know, what is the, what's the biggest age difference you've ever dated someone? And we're, you know, how did it work? Imagine being 23, he's 24, and he falls in love with a 38-year-old woman with five kids. You know, this is a 24, good-looking guy, you know, could pretty much get anybody he wants. And think of the quality of woman that it would take to capture this young man's heart, you know? And by the same token, you know, here she is, a woman with five kids, lost her husband raising the kids. This could have been a sitcom. Yeah, and when you see the movie, it's funny in some places, it's sad in some places, it's heartwarming in all places. So, uh, my wife is eight years younger than I am. You know, uh, doesn't seem like it. But then again, from my side, you know, what's the biggest age difference 
in someone that you've ever dated or married. And does it really make a difference? After a while, it really doesn't. You know, in the very beginning, I guess it does. Like, I met her when I was 31. She was 23. But, you know, now. But 1-800-283-101.5. Or have you ever been in a situation where, you know, you dated or married someone who had multiple children? And you become part of that family. Angel's Love is um, going to be released tomorrow. It did very, very well at the Cannes Film Festival. Uh, it was as a contender for both the Oscar and the Golden Globe. So where it could go, who knows? But it's going to come out tomorrow. So uh, do yourself a favor and check it out. But in the meantime, you know, if you've ever had, you know, what's, what's the biggest age difference that you've ever dated someone? Was it ever like, uh, you know, more than five years, more than 10 years? Is there a disconnect? You know, remember the Steely Dan song, Hey 19? You know? In a lot of cases, it applies. Like in the beginning, you go out with someone a lot younger than you. It seems like a good idea at the time. <laughs> then you realize just how much you don't have in common. Or is there a situation where you realize how much you do have in common? It can go both ways. What's your situation been like? 1-800-283-101.5 is an assumption that it wouldn't work, but then again, if the hearts match up, then it does. You know, sometimes like the history and the mind, you know, don't speak to each other the way the heart speaks to each other. As we get closer and closer to Valentine's Day. 1-800-283-101.5. And that's what ageless love is. You know, it's a love for the ages. And, you know, the way it plays out when you're dealing with people who, you know, uh, uh, die of the same disease 23 years apart. And the family, they did justice to the family, you know, because they're all alive right now and can see the movie and can see themselves being brought to life. Let's talk to Pam in Westfield on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Pam. Hey, Steve. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, I just wanted to call because when I was uh, 27, I'm 59 now, I was 27, I met uh, my husband who was 47 at the time, and uh, we dated for 10 years. We were married for 19 until, unfortunately, he passed away in 2019. Oh. But it was wonderful. And he had three grown children, and I have seven grandchildren because of him. And um, we're all still very much part of each other's lives, and it's wonderful. Did the age make a difference? It did not. Not to me, not to him, until, um, until his health issues. And even then, it wasn't. Uh, it was just because he was older, he was going through these health issues before uh, I will. Right. But no, it didn't make a difference to us at all. No. And like, was there, was there like a generation gap in the middle or, you know, were you guys just basically on the same page? We were on the same page from day one. Yeah. And it's funny because his children are only uh, four, six and eight years younger than I am. Is that weird? Um, 
No, not at all. Actually, I knew his daughter. Uh, I worked with his daughter mm-hmm. um, before I even met him and uh, met his other daughter through work. I actually even knew his uh, first wife. They were divorced uh, for a long time before we met, and I knew her before I ever met him. Oh. And, uh, and we're all still very close. That's great. So it's, yeah. You had a great life with them, and they were lucky that you had a great life with him. I'm I'm very grateful for the 30 years that we had. Uh, I wish it was longer, but, um, but yeah, I, I think it just depends on the person. Absolutely. Pam, thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. It's 1030. Now the latest New Jersey news. Police and you. 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. Not like you're going to need it. We got the Dennis and Judy Rewind coming up. And then we have the Dominsky and Doyle Rewind coming up. And then we have uh, First Jersey News coming up. And then and only then shall we get the return of Bill Spadia back on the air. In the meantime, we shall listen to the dulcet tones of Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> and where can we, what could possibly follow that? I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for Headlines and Trevlines. I read the news today, oh boy. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. There's Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. What the hell's going on out here? I was wondering the same thing myself. So, uh, with uh, all the new... Um, Sorry, what am I looking at here? Uh, with the new year coming, <laughs> what are you looking at over there? <laughs> okay, <laughs> with the new year, uh, the state of New Jersey has released uh, their list of scrapped license plates. Scrapped license plates. Scra- scrapped license plates. So uh, they release. They a- tell you what they're throwing out. <laughs> they get yes. They release at the end of the year a full list of all the names that that got rejected at the end of the year. Should oh, the vanity know. plates. Yes, the vanity plates rejections. I got a vanity plate. What What do you have, Trev? Really? Yeah. Just your which what? Uh, T R E V. Do you throw it like on like the? Do I throw it? <laughs> well, no. Do you, do you, is it like on like the everyday vehicle? Is it on the? Sunday I got car? it for my 18th birthday uh-huh. from Senator William V. Musto. Time ago. We had plate number one, which was wow. pretty cool. That's like a prestigious plate, and uh, that got turned in. Um, is that like number one just for New Jersey, or is that number, number one? one? Well, no. Back then, the way it was, it was number one. And then it's H-R-T, Hudson County, Rosemary Trevelisse for my mother. Oh. oh back so, in the day. Like, well, I don't have it anymore. But well, I no, so it. I was thinking you have the number one license plate that has the, the just the- Not Dutch the very one. first license plate, just oh. plate number one. <laughs> oh, I understand. Yeah. It wasn't like, and we shall take this very first license plate and give it to Steve Trev- No, it's not, it doesn't <laughs> like that, no. You never know. Well, no. some of the rejected ones were Escobar. Escobar uh, got rejected. Okay. Uh, we got, uh, what do we got? Uh, uh, Storm, which I don't know why that one got rejected. Storm got rejected? Demon with a zero. Clifford with a zero. Lots of spellings of names with zeros got rejected. Why? Did, I don't understand that. People trying to put their names down and stuff. Okay. They don't uh, like with the zero? Yeah. Okay. I think my favorite here is Liberty, but instead of a B, it's an eight. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, Probably because they didn't want to. Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe somebody else had the B, so this guy figures I'll try the eight. And they say, ah, nah, you down. <laughs> exactly. Um, so people in, the, in New Jersey, in different parts of New Jersey, sorry, might notice that their water tastes a little bit different. 
Um, and, yeah, because Jersey water is so tasty to begin with. Oh, absolutely. But it's nothing <clears throat> to be concerned of, uh, they say. Uh, officials no. say. Uh, it's just that they're it's changing Cuervo. the recipe. Somebody put tequila in the water. No, it, they, they changed the water as a recipe? Yeah, well, so New Jersey, so water, your water, in a way, has its own kind of recipe. They put, uh, not like chemicals, chemicals. I can only but imagine they, what, they, what they add to the water. Well, what they do is they put in like some... Chlorine, uh, chloramine, they call it residual thing here. Well, mm -hmm. basically, they're putting in uh, uh, free chlorine instead, um, residual, which is somehow safer, and it will uh, clear excess uh, toxins out of the water distribution system. How many people in New Jersey are left who drink from the faucet? I still do. I do mean, you really? Well, actually, not exactly. I don't trust the water as much as That's I, what I mean. could. I mean, I put it into the Brita machine. So, like, it kind of has to get So, like, what are you, you, you? You're dying of thirst. Yeah. I got to get a drink of water. So, you put it in the Brita machine, and you wait, like, what, a half hour for it to run through the charcoal, and then you have the water? <laughs> this is actually, like, a big thing between my... explain a lot about you, Ryan. <laughs> so, so uh, I'm, not, I'm dying of thirst. Let me, I'm going to wait a half hour, and I'm going to drink this charcoal water. Well, no. So, like, this is a big thing between me and my roommates is, is the Brita filter, because the thing what do you fight over it? Well, so it has a giant canister on the back of it. So you're not going to like pour it in and then you put a cup beneath it and wait fifth, like half an hour for your cup of water. It like it fills up the tank on the inside. And so, you know, like you ever have the phrase with your roommates, you know, you kill it, you refill it or something like that, you know? Uh, so what people. But not with water, but yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. My roommates, they do this thing. They'll take water until there's just past the halfway mark left, so that the next person, which always Those ends up being bastards, <laughs> literally, uh, I have to fill it up every time I want to get water. And they wait for you to leave before they do this. No, yeah, and so, uh, like you said, I have to every time, like if I want my. You water. You may want to consider bottled water at this point. I, Everybody, I think, you know, we're so worried about the plastic bags. Anybody worried about the plastic bottles that are all over New Jersey? We got to worry now. Uh, with those forever chemicals that they're talking about that are like in the plastics now. What the, do you mean? The, uh, what are sure, they now I'm going to stop drinking bottled water. Okay, <laughs> let me hear this. So I, I don't have an article in front of me to give me the correct information here, but, um, you know. Why would you let that stop you? <laughs> but I'm not going to let it stop me at all. There you no. go. Um, That's my guy. Go it's ahead. called forever chemicals, they call them. And so they find their way into, uh, it's like in plastics and stuff. And so uh, microplastics uh -huh. um, are making their way into your body when you drink out of things like uh, plastic bottles and, you know, the, re the, the non reusable Micro things. Microplastics are making their way into your body when you drink out of plastic containers? Yeah. And so basically, like, it's like. So if you residual. pour the plastic into a glass, right? You pour the bottled water from the plastic yeah. into the glass. You're still drinking the plastic particles, right? Yes, because they were. So I got my choice plastic. here. I could either take the sewage that's in the water or the plastic particles from the bottle. So what can you drink? If you're saying, do I have to go to a stream and a brook and put my mouth in it? I mean, what can I drink and not have to worry that I'm going to die? <laughs> Probably just alcohol. There's a reason. Yeah, you know what? Exactly. This is times. why. Yeah, this is why we just drink alcohol. Now, now it makes total sense. All right, what else we got? Um, so uh, we we. Uh, I was right with the Cuervo the first time. Go ahead. On Twitch, someone made uh, using AI. They recreated. A twenty uh, Seinfeld, but it runs twenty four hours. So it's basically what? Yeah. So some made a computer AI. Program. What's up with Twitch? Twitch. What's up with Twitch? Twitch. <laughs> what's up with Twitch? That's what they do. Basically, so for twenty four hours a day, starting in uh, December, right? Um, 
this stream has it recreates just using uh, information that I guess it gathers from the Seinfeld episodes to create a twenty four seven version, complete with you know the stand up bits and the interactions and. The but jokes. I understand. It's what well, you mean. Like so they just keep rerunning the episodes, or they created one big episode. They, so it's constantly creating itself. It just keeps going, and so oh, the problem God. arose though. We're being invaded by Seinfeld. Well, the problem arose. The show came from the nine. 90s at a time when things were less sensitive, you know, things that got on. Oh, air so everybody's getting up. offended by this? Well, it good. Made, in it that made, case, I love the idea. Well, it made a transphobic joke because they um, were changed. They changed the AI parameters and were like still doing some bug testing on it. So it made uh, a transphobic joke and pissed off all the people that were listening and watching. There we go. <laughs> You can win a free trip to AC with your Valentine. New Jersey 101.5 is giving a free sweet escape to the Tropicana Atlantic City. Listen in 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for our secret code word. Enter it on our app to win a free overnight stay, plus a $50 dining gift card for your Valentine. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, Tropicana Atlantic City, a Caesars Rewards destination. Good luck and happy Valentine's Day from New Jersey 101.5. My wife's birthday is on Valentine's Day. Really? Mm-hmm. How do you? So do you buy her like multiple presents, or do you get one big present and say Happy Birthday and I, Happy I, Valentine's Day? I give her Day. the left shoe for Valentine's Day and the right shoe for her birthday. <laughs> Got to know what it could cost, you know. Smart man. I give her half a box of chocolates for Valentine's Day <laughs> and the other half for her birthday. I got to start taking notes. Six roses for Valentine's <laughs> Day and six for her birthday. <laughs> Don't set the expectation too high, otherwise you'll never be able to meet it. Oh, you know, exactly. You know, <laughs> half the card. <laughs> I, I got those cards, those two-sided cards. Yeah. You know, one side says Happy Valentine's Day, <laughs> the other side says Happy Birthday. That's pretty funny. Wait, so when you so then when you buy the present, do you still get candy as well, or is it just to get yeah the candy? Yeah, you don't want to deprive somebody just because they happen to be born on Valentine's Day. Well, you might get tired of candy on Valentine's Day. You never it's... get tired of candy. Okay. Would you get tired of candy? I mean, with the I, amount of candy that's at the station. I almost got tired of pizza, but I did not get tired of candy. <laughs> the amount of candy that's been at this station, I mean, last few months, like, I was, cool, I was huh? getting pretty close to sick of it. <laughs> oh, oh, that, oh, that candy, I know. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> you um, never have enough of that candy. Yeah. Well, you need all the candy for AMC because they have a new announcement that they're changing the pricing system for their oh, seats. Oh, you were segueing into a story. Yes, That's pretty I was. good. Look at that. Huh? <laughs> Snuck up on me that time. AMC's changing their pricing? Yeah, AMC's changing their pricing. What is it now, $50 for a popcorn? Well, so here's the thing. Did you like? You, know, you remember how like you'd buy your ticket and you go in a theater and you can sit wherever you want? Mm-mm. Well, now they're making it so that you pay based on the seat that you're purchasing at the theater. What? Yeah, and they're, so in their words, they're changing the val- They're making it so that customers can now choose their seats based on the value that they would like at the theater. So, uh, in an attempt to fill the front row seats, which I assume will now be the cheaper seats, the ones nobody wants. Yeah, because you got to look up at the screen. Exactly, they're going to lower the cost of those seats and like on the seats on the outside and stuff. Why would anybody go to a theater? Why on earth would anybody go to a theater? I got no idea. There's no point anymore. Stay home. Wait patiently. The movie will come to you. Yeah. What, what what size TV do you have at home? 55, 58. 55. And then do you have like your, like a surround sound speaker system? No. No? Oh. I'm a humble guy. A humble, well, do you have like any sort of outside speakers or you just use like the TV speakers? I just use TV speakers. Oh, never mind. I, I could have done the surround sound, but I don't know. 
You work, in, you work in radio. You got these nice speakers in the studio with you. you Don't go you think I get enough <laughs> good sound? No, I mean, actually, the sound on the TV is pretty good, you know. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing too is I mostly watch TV. I mean, I'm not like I don't want now because I'm a SAG voter. Mm-hmm. I get all the SAG movies. What's SAG again? Screen Actors Guild. Oh, and they have the Screen Actors Guild Awards in February. Mm-hmm. Well, I get the vote on the screen in April. I get the vote on the Screen Actors Guild. Wow! And they send all the movies to my house. They say, "Watch this. What do you think?" <laughs> and I do. I'll be voting on Angel's Love. <laughs> really? But no, I don't know if I will. I, I don't know if that's one of the movies. But yeah, honestly, God, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, what's the best movie? They a lot of union dues for that. <laughs> so you got early uh, access to movies? Yeah. Whatever's without this year, they'll send the DVD to my house. Or, um, you know, they'll send me. Now they want you to get away from the DVD, so they'll send you the website and you just stream it. There you go. Best seat in the house. Absolutely. All right. Uh, you know what? I, I think it may be time. Is that time? You got anything else? Uh. I'm going to take that as a no. Nah, that's all I got. Okay, great job by you. <laughs> Until tomorrow night. Trusted. This has been the Steve Travelee Show On Demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.